Metricast. And we can sometimes feel, especially if we're in a family or a tight friendship group or a spiritual partnership, we can sometimes feel responsible for the other person's evolution, the other person's healing, the other person's revelations and understandings. And in that, in that force, in that pushing in many ways, in that attachment to be to having to do that, we're actually doing the opposite. We're actually taking away that soul's ability to learn the lessons themselves. We're taking away that person's opportunity to move through the pain, to move through the shadows, to move through the the mud that the lotus will grow from. Welcome, beautiful souls, to season two of the Cosmic Love Antenna with your host, Harrison Ma. I invite you on a mystical voyage from the intellect to the soul, delving deep into the mysteries of love's spiritual essence and its unfolding. This podcast celebrates the peeling back of heart layers, revealing profound lessons, interviews with spiritual seekers, and practices to open your heart to love's infinite wisdom. Good morning, evening, afternoon, magical beings. Welcome back to the podcast. Welcome back to another solo sode here today with your host, Harrison, and a conversation, as always, diving deeper into the layers, restricting your beautiful, loving consciousness from being expressed with the world. And today's chat, today's deep dive, today's illuminating conversation is a big one in regards to the things that are limiting your beautiful expression. Today, I will be talking about the beliefs that have changed my world and the beliefs that will change your world if you have not currently either taken them in or you have not removed them. Because I've spoken about, this is part two of part of two parts in this series. Part one, I talked about a lot of the negative beliefs that I held for a long time that that I removed and that changed my world. And today I'm going to be talking about some positive beliefs that I've implemented that changed my world that I'd recommend you take into your reality to help you shift into some deeper layers of loving consciousness. Before I get into that all today, I want to remind everyone that's joining live, either LinkedIn, Facebook, or YouTube, if you have comments and questions and love that you want to share today and add into the show, as always, please leave them in the comment section. If you're listening on the podcast, please uh, share this out with a friend, a family member, a lover, and you can leave your feedback and your opinions, your questions over on Apple and Spotify as well. And that really helps us expand the show, reach more hearts that need it. Okay. So, like I said, today I'm going to be talking about the beliefs that have changed my world, have shifted my reality. And I'm going to be explaining the importance of them and what they actually mean. If you are holding a story or a belief system in your consciousness, I want to explain the significance of this. Your beliefs create your reality, right? You are the creator of your reality that you experience. So if I, Harrison, believe that I am abundant, 
I will see proof of that in my external reality. If I, Harrison, believe that my power is within me, I will see evidence in my external reality showing that to be true, right? There's a very simple, basic examples, but that is really what we're getting at here today. The problem is most of us, myself included, do not bring conscious awareness to the belief systems that we are currently indoctrinated with or programmed with. So we want to take a moment here today to bring loving awareness and ask ourselves, is this a belief system that I either currently have, or is this something that I can add in? Because I'm going to be talking about a lot of beautifully positive belief systems that will impact your reality. And I want to share a quote. Hello, Jackie. I see you there in the Facebook chat. Thank you for joining. I want to share a quote to hold on your heart before I get into the first belief here. And the quote is, the act of observation is an act of creation unto itself. The act of observation is an act of creation unto itself. So what that means, said very simply, purely holding a belief in your awareness and observing it starts to create a reality in which that belief is constructed from. So what I'm getting at here, these beliefs that I'll share with you today, purely holding them in your awareness and having them in your consciousness for a moment already begins the process of that belief becoming reality. Okay, that's how powerful we are. So with that, let's get into the first the first belief I want to share with you here today that has really changed my world, changed my reality. And it is the belief that I can be the breaker of chains. Specifically, I can be the breaker of ancestral chains. If you have been following this podcast for any for any amount of time, or you've read my book, or maybe you are a healer that is on your journey of coming back to deeper states of expression, you've most likely come across this idea of ancestral healing. And that is where this belief really takes hold. If you have a history in your ancestral line of, let's say, scarcity and lack of abundance or abuse of any kind, sexual, physical, verbal, or some kind of heavy trauma that has been passed on through the generations. You can hold the belief in your heart and the remembrance that you have the power to be the breaker of those ancestral chains. We know now through studies in epigenetics and the connection to our DNA that things are passed on down the ancestral line, but not just the pain is passed on. We also have the potential to heal that is passed on. So when we hold the belief that, I'll use me as an example, I, Harrison, can be the breaker of chains of 
the limiting belief around sexual expression or the limiting belief around scarcity or the limiting belief around my power is outside of me, passed down maybe through religious trauma. You can change your reality by purely opening to the very real ability that you have to break that chain, to have it stop with you. And what is very important to understand with this is when you hold this belief of being the breaker of ancestral chains, you heal forwards and backwards. So what I mean by that is if I, Harrison, break the ancestral limiting belief of scarcity around money and abundance, if I break that and I no longer hold that trauma, that pain, that limiting way of being, that now heals forwards and backwards. That is stopped from being passed on to my children. And it also starts to heal that backwards with my parents, grandparents, ancestors, etc. So a powerful belief to hold in your heart. Next up here, the next belief that changed my reality, changed my world, is I am not alone in my pain. I am not alone in my pain. And what I mean by this, I want to go an extra layer deeper with this. When I say I'm not alone in my pain, I don't just mean I'm not alone in the 3D world physically. I'm not alone in this. Let's use an example. I'm not alone in this pain of isolation or separation or anxiety or depression. Yes, there are other people out there that are experiencing the same thing physically. But what is more significant with this belief, I am not alone in my pain in regards to the 5D, the non-physical world, the angels, the spirits, the ancestors, the loving entities that are around me all the time. The more work that I've done within the spiritual world in helping people connect back into their space of loving spiritual power, the more that I've come to a recognition and a remembering that we are surrounded by love and not just love in a general term. We are surrounded by loving support, loving non-physical, non-3D support in the form of, again, angels, ancestors, guides, spirit animals, totem animals, many different types. But the thing that they all have in common is that they are always there. And when you are going through pain, when you are going through challenge or dis-ease or fear. When we hold the belief that we are not alone and we ask for the love and the support that we deserve to have, it comes in. It shows up. We feel it. We experience it. We have visions. We we smell things, we again hear things, we have sensations in the body that come in to not just help us through the pain, 
but to remind us that we are not alone in the current challenge that we are facing. So a powerful belief to hold on your heart and to just notice what happens once you start to move through that. I want to welcome the new people dropping into the Facebook chat. I see you there, Sunny. Welcome, my friend. Welcome, Kelly, in the LinkedIn tribe. Again, if you have comments and questions today that pop up for you around these beliefs that I'm sharing or any other beliefs that you've implemented and have shifted your world, uh, please leave them in the comments section. I'd love to add in your voice and your perspectives. Okay, so next up here, the next belief that shifted my world shifted my reality and this is a big one so i'll, I'll try and keep it short because <laughs> i could do a whole conversation just on this one the belief that the deepest version of me is made of love the deepest version of me is made of love and i talked about this in part one which I'd recommend you go listen to. It'll be, I'll put it in the show notes for this episode, but I'll just talk about it briefly. I talked about in the first part that you are a unique expression of love, of divinity, of God, the belief that, that you are that. But I want to go a little bit more general here with this one. You are made of love. You are a, not just a unique expression, but you are a consciousness state of love itself and the reason that this belief is significant is because if you are like me you held the understanding that love for a very long time was only an emotion or a feeling it's definitely those things but if we take it deeper and we awaken more and we allow ourselves to open our hearts and connect to the power that's inside of us we remember that that power is made of loving consciousness. And it's not, it's not an external thing. Yes, it is everything you see in the world, but significantly, it is also everything that is you. It is everything that you are made of. So another way to say this is, when you are in love, when you are feeling love, you are also feeling the deepest quality of what you are. The reason, thank you, Jackie, happy it's resonating so much. Um, the reason that this is significant and significant, obviously for a lot of reasons, but I just want to pull out one here in this moment that's coming through to share is when you feel in love, when you feel the consciousness of love that you are moving through you in any given moment, it is also an acknowledgement that you are in alignment with your deepest potential, with your deepest power, with your deepest you. So how many of you listening have asked the question, what am I doing here? What is my purpose? What is my passion? What direction should I be taking for the highest good? This is an answer to that. When we feel in love, when we feel the consciousness of love that we are, 
that is when we are in alignment. That is when we are connected to that purposeful direction. All right. I'll leave it there. We could, again, we could go much deeper with that, but I'll leave it there for you to explore. Again, with these beliefs, I would encourage you to bring, I would encourage you to bring awareness to these and hold them in your being and ask yourself, how does this feel for me? Does this resonate? Does this expand me? Right. And see where that leads you. Jackie, you're saying I've definitely been asking that question. Yeah. We've all been asking that purpose and passion question. And uh, a lot of these beliefs today will help with that. Okay, the next one here. And this one is, this is a belief that's connected to uh, relationships and emotions and feelings and going deeper into your emotional reality, which a lot of us have troubles with if you're like me. <laughs> the next belief is, I can have boundaries, not walls. I can have boundaries, not walls. So let's talk about this, what I mean by this. For a long time, I, in my journey, based off the trauma and the pain that I've experienced in my life, placed walls around my heart in regards to letting other people in, whether it be family, friends, romantic partners. And I did that from a space of wanting to protect myself, wanting to keep myself from being hurt again. And while that served a purpose for a period of time, what that also unintentionally did was push people away was stop love from coming into my life, stop connection and intimate relation from expanding in my world. And that came from the walls. So what I'm offering here now for all of you tuning in is that we can have a middle ground here. We can have a way to protect our heart and aid our healing and soothing journey in moving through past fear and abuse and, and, and again, pain that we've moved through and also receive love, receive new relation, receive new connection, receive new intimacy. And this is done through a boundary, not a wall. When I think of the difference between a wall and a boundary, I think of the human body, the human cells that we're made up of. And if you look into what a cell is made up of, a cell has a external membrane that is permeable based off the need of the time. A human cell will allow in what it needs at any given moment, but then when it's full, when it's processing, when it's moving through some internal state of being, it will close off and stop the incoming traffic or the incoming energy or the incoming uh, process from moving. This is what we can learn to do with our hearts. 
We can learn to have healthy boundaries. We can learn in our relationships to put up a boundary that allows us to receive love, receive kindness, receive compassion, receive intimacy when the time is right, and put up a block in that boundary when we we need to separate, when we need to detach, when we need to move away from that person, place, or thing that may cause us to feel pain or go through a trauma response, et cetera. So this is this is really a clear and powerful belief that we can hold that around our heart, we can learn to have boundaries, not walls. All right, except here. Continuing with that heart and receiving love image, next belief is I can allow the light of others in. I can allow the light of others in. This belief specifically connects us to remembering that while we are simultaneously a spiritual being that has all the answers, we are also a human being that gets lost in fear, gets lost in pain, gets lost in separation, gets lost in illusion in many ways. And it's in that separation, illusion, fear, pain, we can make the choice, much like we were talking about with the boundaries a second ago, we can make the choice to allow the light of another, a person outside of us, into our world to help us walk home to our truth. Let me break this down a bit more here. I found, I'll use me as an example, I found in my journey that when I get lost in some kind of fear or limiting belief or illusion or pain, I create a reality that's not real. I create a reality of uh, feeling not enough, feeling not valuable, feeling not worthy, feeling like I'm broken. Examples, right? And when I am connected to my heart, connected to my soul, connected to my truest essence, I can see all of those as illusions. None of those are real. But what is often hard is getting from that illusion back to the truth by ourselves. And this is where the light of another comes in. The light of a friend, a family member, a romantic partner that loves us, cares for us, supports us. When, we, when they hold space for us, when we allow them to hold space for us and we allow them to give us love, their light now becomes a beacon to walk us home to our truth, to walk us home to the truth where we've always been worthy, we've always been valuable, we've always been enough, but we were just stuck momentarily in a space of separation. And they held our hand to walk us home. So this is a big one. And if we can hold this belief, then we now attract people into our world that can create that space for us. 
Okay, let's keep it flowing. Next belief here, and just sort of resetting here for everyone tuning in, either live or if you're listening on the podcast, I'd really encourage you to, as I keep listing these beliefs, these beautiful positive beliefs that changed my world today, ask yourself, do you have some version of these in your reality? Do you either have a version that's currently moving in your awareness or is this totally new to you? Because in either of those options, you have a choice to make. If it's new to you and it's expanding you, then you can make the choice for this to become your reality, right? To hold this in your awareness and to act from this place. Because our thoughts become our reality, our beliefs, which are thoughts that we keep thinking, become the reality that we create. That's why these are all so important. Next up here is, I can nurture my ego instead of killing it or destroying it or transcending it. I can nurture my ego rather than killing it destroying it or transcending it. And as with a few others here today, this is a whole topic in itself, but I want to just speak about it briefly because it's so significant. If you've been in the spiritual awakening community for any amount of time, you've most likely come across the belief, belief system that the ego is something that we must kill, destroy, or transcend. And in my opinion, my experience, and in my reality, that is a very unhealthy way of being. Because our ego in itself is not innately positive or negative. Our ego is our unique self-expression. It is what makes me the uniquely Harrison. It makes you the uniquely you. The problem, the challenge, is that most of us within our ego structure are holding on to a lot of pain, holding on to a lot of fear, holding on to a lot of trauma and disconnection. So we then create an identity based off that fear, based off that trauma, based off that pain. And it is here that we have an unhealthy ego. Right? We become, as an example, let's say that I was abandoned or rejected as a child and I have I have that inner child wound left unhealed, then I become the identity of the wounded inner child or the rejected inner child or the abandoned inner child. So the solution here is not to bypass, it's not to kill, it's not to destroy the ego with that wound in it but rather to nurture, to soothe, to love, to meet the need of that wound, of that shadow, of that pain, so it can be released, so it can be forgiven, so we can move on from it. So we no longer become the identity of the shadow, of the pain, of the fear. Very important realization. Because spiritual bypassing is a very real phenomena in this awakening journey that you are on. And while it's important to reach the spiritual heights, 
we must also soothe and love the shadows that exist in this 3D realm. Because if we don't, and I say this with no judgment, but if we don't, then those wounds, those shadows will continue to come back. And they won't come back internally. They'll project on our outside world. As Jung likes to teach, our, until we make the, con- the unconscious conscious, it will project into our external world and we will call it fate. It will, it will create a reality that we will call fate. But in reality, it's just our shadows, our unhealed ego that needs nurturing. Next up here, next belief that changed my world that I would encourage you to open your consciousness to, your awareness to. My sensitivities bring me closer to another. My sensitivities, and you could replace sensitivities with emotionality or maybe your vulnerabilities. My sensitivities bring me closer to another. If you have tuned into my story or this podcast for any length of time, you've most likely heard me speak about my past as a little boy that pushed down a lot of his emotionality, a lot of his sensitivities, his feelings. And this created a man that was very numb to the external world, was very numb to his emotional state, his feeling state. And it's because I held the negative belief that my sensitivities were a weakness. My sensitivities, my emotionality made me unmanly, made me broken in many ways. And this is not just a man thing. This is a human belief that we all hold, that sensitivities, emotionality, your beautiful open heart vulnerability is a weakness. Where in reality, and I see this in my world every single day in so many beautiful ways, the more open-hearted, the more sensitive, the more vulnerable we can be and we can stand in it with confidence, the more we're able to connect to those that we desire to connect with, the more that we're able to be an example that inspires others, the more that we can allow that which needs to move through us, our emotions, our feelings, our communication systems to flow through us. All of these things are needed. I'd recommend anyone tuning in to go listen to my podcast episodes. I think it's around episode 40. You can go look it up on forgiveness, on spiritual forgiveness. And in those episodes, I talk about the book Radical Forgiveness by Colin Tipping. And Colin teaches that one of our reasons for being here on this earth as a spiritual being having human experience is to be in emotional states, is to be in emotional relation with other people. Not to suppress the emotions, not to become the emotions, but to allow our emotional sensitivities to flow 
in, through, and in between our connections. Why would that be the case? Why would that be a thing? Well, it's because it is the emotions and the sensitivities themselves that add richness, add vastness, add color and deepness to the current experience that we are moving through, either internally as an individual or in between us and another being. I'll give just one example of this. Let me ask you, when you think back in your past to all of the beautiful experiences that you've had, that you remember vividly, what is the one thing that they all have in common? When I ask myself that same question, the answer that I get is they are emotional. They have some kind of, of intense emotionality, sensitivity to them. That is why you remember them. That is why they're important. You were extremely happy. You're ex extremely blissful. You're extremely joyful. You're extremely, even the negative, right? We hold on to negative experiences because of their emotion, their anger, the shame, the guilt. So I'll end this one here. But I just want to expand that your sensitivities, your emotionality brings you closer, not just to other people, but into the life experience at large. Next up. I am not here to save anyone. I am not here <laughs> to save anyone. This belief changed my world in many ways, and I'll go into it in a second. But I want all of the beautiful light workers, healers, coaches, mentors, spiritual souls that have tapped into their calling to be of service to other people, all of you listening that would identify with any of those labels, this belief is for you. Because if you're like me, for a long time, you probably held the opposite to this belief. That if you're not healing, if you're not being of service, if you're not saving your client, your friend, your lover, your family member, then you're not doing the thing. You're not enough. You're not worthy. You aren't getting it done. And do not get me wrong. I do believe that a big part of why we are here as an individual soul expression of the oneness that we are derived from, I do believe that a part of that is to be in service, is to share our love with the world, share our love with others in some way. But, and this is the key to this belief, it is not expected of you. There is no judgment if you do it one way or the other. If you live a life of service, beautiful. It'll lead to a lot of expansion, a lot of beautiful relational, emotional moments like I talked about a second ago. If you do not, also beautiful. 
You are not judged. There is nothing outside of you that is ticking a box saying that you are wrong or right to not do that. And this is the key to this belief. You're not here to save anyone. You're not here to put on that superhero cape and save the day. If that is what you desire to do, go for it. But do it from a place of non-attachment, non-expectation, and just from a space of sharing your full love cup with the world. Because this is another you know, piece of this belief. At the end of the day, our, our soul responsibility is to our own soul path, is to our individual soul expression and expansion. And we can sometimes feel, especially if we're in a family or a tight friendship group or a spiritual partnership, we can sometimes feel responsible for the other person's evolution, the other person's healing, the other person's revelations and understandings. And in that, in that force, in that pushing in many ways, in that attachment to, be, to having to do that, we're actually doing the opposite. We're actually taking away that soul's ability to learn the lessons themselves. We're taking away that person's opportunity to move through the pain, to move through the shadows, to move through the, the mud that the lotus will grow from. So this is a belief that we can hold on to, that we're not here to save anyone. All right, a few more here today to share with you. I hope these are hitting your hearts. And again, before you take them onto your reality, hold them in your being. Add, bring some awareness. Ask yourself, how do they feel to me? Right? What do they inspire you to do? What do they inspire you to release? Right? Because a lot of us can hear these beliefs, but then sort of move on, step away. But if we bring awareness to them for a moment, we create a new reality. All right. So next up here, next belief that changed my world, helped me go deeper into that spiritual journey that we're all on, is I am the container of love that holds all of my shadow and light. I am the container of love that holds all of my shadow and light. What do I mean by this? I want to share a quote that I often express on the podcast by the beautiful Rumi. Rumi says, out beyond all wrongdoings and rightdoings, there is a field. I'll meet you there. What this teaching and quote that Rumi is expressing, what it refers to, is the field of consciousness, of unity, of oneness, of in the, in the Vedic teachings, it's Brahman, it's the unmanifested, it's the unified field. All the same name for the consciousness that exists inside of us 
that is oneness, that is divinity, that we all have access to. And I've done many episodes on this. I'll put in the show notes I called I did an episode called the Unified Field of Love. And we all have access to this consciousness state. But what I specifically want to bring into your awareness around this belief, what we can learn to do in any given moment when we feel maybe taken away by a shadow, a limiting belief of not enoughness, a shadow of fear, a shadow of pain in some way. We can use this belief to tap into the field that we are. Use the belief that I am the container of love. You could replace love with divine, God, consciousness. I am the container of love that holds all of my shadows and my light. What this allows you to do is take a step. It allows you to take a step regardless of the current wound, the current belief, the current fear that is potentially taking you away. Because you are not those shadows. You're not those fears. You're also not your light aspects. You are the container or the field that holds all of it. And if we can hold the belief that this is our deepest reality, which it is, it's not just a such as a way of thinking, it's a fundamental, spiritual, mystical truth. But if we can just hold the belief that it's true for us, then we suddenly have a way to move beyond that which binds us. We suddenly have a way to move beyond the current pain that stops us from acting, stops us from saying the thing, stops us for going for that job opportunity, stops us from speaking to that soul that's come into our life, stops us from, you know, insert potential here. So it's a big one that we can all act and move from. The last belief today that I want to share with all of you that has changed my reality, changed my world, is I can add space before reacting. I can add space before reacting. How many of you tuning in have been taken away by triggers, by a wound, a trauma, a deep-seated pain that has been left unresolved. You've had a conversation with a friend, a family member, a lover. They've triggered you. You've then reacted negatively. You've then reacted badly. You've then reacted from that pain. And then you've looked back on it later and you've regretted it. You then hold judgment and guilt and shame around your actions. This is where this belief comes in. If you hold this belief that space can be added before you respond, then you now create the opportunity 
to not do the thing, to not act from the place of the wound, to not act from the space of fear, to not act from the place of separation. Because in this space, we can add what? We can add compassion. We can add grace. We can add love. We can add power and support in many ways. Physically, what this looks like, it could be taking a breath, it could be breathing in and then breathing out, releasing. <laughs> it could be just silence. It could be just not saying or doing anything as you feel the trigger moving through you. Right? It could be putting up a boundary. It could be saying, I need to step back. I need to have a pause here from him. I need to go for a walk. But the thing is, thing is that they all have in common is that you're intentionally and mindfully adding in space. And this comes from this ability that you can do this, this belief that you can do this. Because if we think it, we become it. And if we become it, it creates our reality. All right. Beautiful beings. I'm going to pause it there. I have some more to come. I'm most likely going to do a part three to this series. But I hope this resonated and hit your heart today. I hope these beliefs that have changed my world have brought you some new spaces of awareness and attention and actions to take to construct a reality that supports you, supports your world. Remember, as always, don't just feel and listen to these beliefs today. Take some inspired action, some inspired inspiration on them. Right? How can you start to not just take these in, but create your reality from them? And as always, let me know how you go. Let me know how, to, let me know how this hits your heart and how your reality changes and shifts from it. Regardless, if this did bring you guidance today, please share this out with a family member, a lover, a friend. If you're listening on the podcast, if you joined me live, thank you for your comments and your questions. I saw your beautiful hearts. But until next time here on the show, I send you love, I send you light, and I'll talk to you again very soon. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening to the Cosmic Love Antenna with me, your host, Harrison. If you gained value or this episode hit your heart, please remember to share this out with a friend, a family member, or a lover. You can also leave your love over on Apple Reviews and Spotify star feedback, and this helps me spread my frequency to more souls in need. Finally, if you want to connect with me deeper, want to reach out, interested in coaching, please follow me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn at Harrison Ma, Ma spelled M-E-A-G-H-E-R. Sending you so much love. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. 
Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 years of music with 50-year-old white guys. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.